This episode is brought to you by our friends at Unibuddy. Unibuddy is a student engagement platform that helps higher education recruitment, marketing, and admissions professionals attract, engage, and convert prospective students. Unibuddy helps students make one of the most important purchasing decisions of their entire life, and that decision is where to go to college. One of the ways they do this is by giving prospects real-time access to real people at your university. Here's how it works. A prospective student named Sam stumbles upon your school's business major website page, and he starts reading about your program offering. After a few seconds, a warm pop-up form invites Sam to chat with student ambassador Dan, who, you guessed it, is currently studying business at your university. After some quick niceties, Sam admits he's been looking at your school for some time now, but has yet to submit a formal inquiry or start an application. He's been to a couple of virtual recruitment events, but it's been hard to get a real feel for what life as a student, especially during these times, is actually like. Dan talks about his love of the entrepreneurship course he's taking, how challenging but rewarding Accounting 101 is, and how impressed he's been with your school's response to the challenges that COVID has thrown everyone's way. After 15 minutes of chatting with Dan, Sam books a chat with one of your admissions counselors for next week, and then he goes on to create an application account. This experience is so much more powerful than a static chat window or a scripted chatbot. Unibuddy empowers people to make better decisions through shared human experience. Oh, and by the way, this peer-to-peer engagement platform, it's just one of Unibuddy's product offerings. Wait until you see their virtual events platform. It's totally game-changing. Don't get stuck in a prospective student's college shopping cart. Make the experience of accessing personalized peer-to-peer feedback as frictionless as possible. To learn more about Unibuddy and access a plethora of free resources to help you navigate student recruitment this year, head on over to enrollify.org forward slash Unibuddy, and we'll ping you directly to Unibuddy's Learning Hub. All right, folks, we're live. Nina, Lauren, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thanks so great to be here. Well, yeah, for great. folks uh, who are just joining us, this is actually episode four in this special mini series that we've been doing with our friends over at Unibuddy. And you all will recognize Nina's voice by now, hopefully. Um, but we've got another voice who is a part of today's conversation. And that voice is none other than Lauren Black. So, Lauren, why don't you just say hi so folks can recognize your voice? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on today. Wonderful. And Lauren, you are from Johns Hopkins. Can you talk a little bit about your your specific role there? Uh, yeah. So I am the director for recruitment, communications, and events at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. I have been at Hopkins for about 15 years now. I actually started as an intern over at the um, School of Medicine and then kind of worked my way over to the School of Public Health, um, but I've been there for about the last 15 years, last seven years in admissions um, and really looking to um, just connect with those that are really interested within public health and really looking to just um, do good in the work um, surrounding um, health and making healthier communities every day. So while I'm not a public health um, practitioner, um, I feel like through osmosis, I really have um, really gained um, some really great insight into the work that's happening and really love um, supporting our students and our prospective students that are looking to get into the field. 
Very, very well said. Well, we're excited to have you join us for for this conversation, which again is going to like bring together um, the previous conversations that that Nina and I have have had. Really, what we want to focus our, our chat around today is how to kind of build and scale successful student ambassador programs. So we've been talking about student ambassador programs um, really within the context of this this desire among next generations of students, as well as next generations of uh, administrators uh, to build community, right? And this idea that community has become really a, an essential part of the enrollment experience. Students more so today than ever before want to understand where their peers are going, want to understand the kinds of questions that students like them might be asking about a particular program or a particular educational experience. So I'm really eager to, to understand a little bit more about your story and hear how you all have thought about kind of building student ambassador programs uh, kind of in and around the, the Unibuddy platform. But before we dive into that, I thought it'd be fun to just kick us off um, with a little story. And I'd love to hear your experience of looking for college. Um, what did what did your own college search experience look like? What do you remember about the process? Uh, was there anything particularly hard about it? And and what what if anything about the process did you did you enjoy most? I have to think about kind of technology that was kind of happening back then. So we're you know gonna uh, look into the late '90s, early 2000s, and kind of starting to think about college searches. So didn't have this vast opportunity through um, the World Wide Web to you know figure out what was happening across different campuses and things like that. So got the Peterson's Guide that now is all available <laughs> online or and other. Um, Princeton Review and, and things like that, that just kind of thumbed through um, different programs that made sense, you know, chatted with a guidance counselor to kind of figure out what worked well. I grew up in the East Coast, so um, I knew kind of regionally I wanted to stay in the area okay. and kind of figuring out what that meant. You know, did I, how many hours away did I want to be and things like that, which I think is like very, you know, can really reflect on some of what of our, our students' experiences today. And so I took time to really kind of figure out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. I knew I sort of really liked psychology, but also hmm. I was really into communications. I did theater in college and, and things oh, like wow. that. And so I wanted to, you know, really have the chance to, to kind of dive into work um, in that area. And so I wanted to kind of see what opportunities were there and what I could do. And so I, you know, applied to a bunch of different colleges, kind of set a wide net of like, you know, the reach and the higher reach and the ones that I thought I might be able to get into. Um, and it ultimately, I landed um, in Maryland, which um, I did not think was, you know, in the kind of where I would end up. It was actually a sticker that influenced me. I was, again, interested in psychology and my um, psychology teacher in high school had this Towson State on her desk and I had no idea what it was, but she just raved about how much she loved it. And so you think about influences, huh. certainly teachers, faculty, advisors, things like that. And so, and a sticker too. So I ended up applying, not even seeing the school, but knowing that, again, kind of thinking about to our experiences and upbringings, I went on a, a trip to Baltimore in my elementary school days and loved it. I remember mm. how much I loved it. And I knew again that I wanted to be close. I wanted to be in somewhat of a, um, a large city, but also wanted to be have easy access home. So I was able to get home via Amtrak if I needed to and things like that. So I ended up going um, to school down in Baltimore um, and ended up staying <laughs> forever. 
uh, started off as a through an internship program and I think that's really an important part of our student journeys is kind of having those kind of experiences and so I had a great experience doing some practice work um, through uh, com different communications internships and uh, programs like that and then um, ended up working for the university and that's where I've been um, ever since so it's been really exciting yeah. <laughs> um, kind of thinking back a little bit <laughs> many years but um, but just kind of reflecting back to 17 year old me and what I was doing did you just a quick follow-up there did you talk to any students that were at Towson um, that helped kind of influence you in, in any particular ways or, or was that less of a thing back then? Yeah, so definitely less of a thing. It was like sort of like, I don't know, I think I would probably would have to like send them a, a letter or something <laughs> like that. I don't even email, I think back, I don't even think I emailed maybe maybe twice I emailed a professor during my college experience. Everything was v very much in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so certainly picked brains when I was on the campus. So when I ended up um, you know, actually getting in and wanting to kind of see the campus. Certainly college campus tours are still an important part of <laughs> um, the journey. Um, I just, I fell in love. It was one of those like definitely cliche moments, you know, even with a lot of the technology that we have now, there's still those important um, points within the student's journey that I think are important um, that we can continue to think about as we're thinking about the student experience from that point of thinking about where they want to go to actually um, being there on campus. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I'm sure the, the marketing folks that are tuning in are really glad that you mentioned the sticker, right? Like, yeah. you're really glad that you mentioned swag. <laughs> I'm, that, that made everyone feel really good uh, who's, who's on the marketing side of things. So love that. Um, Lauren, I, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you've thought about building and uh, growing your student ambassador program. We you know, student ambassador programs are something that have become somewhat mainstream today, as in uh, more more schools than ever before have them. That doesn't mean that they're working well, or that doesn't mean that they have the right technology stack to to help enable them to work well. But the idea of having students that represent their brand or their programs in specific ways is is more mainstream than than it ever has been. I'd be curious to hear a little bit about how you designed and, and built your your program, especially since uh, you're you're representing a, a grad program or a, a slew of graduate programs. I think that that's also a, an interesting sort of like twist here. So I'd love to hear how you how you've thought about that. Absolutely. And um, so I yeah definitely. So the reason I kind of wanted to grow our ambassador program was because we wanted just what kind of, um, you know, different uh, Unibody provides. It, you know, provides this way to connect in kind of real time with students kind of learning about experiences. Um, we have a pretty large graduate program. We have over 3,000 students in our graduate program. And oh, wow. Different, you know, it's almost like a, an undergraduate <laughs> program, right, exactly, <laughs> within itself. And, and really, as you kind of look at the different programs that we offer too, it's not just like, okay, we have one degree program and one, you know, kind of maybe focus. There's tons of different areas that people can kind of go into. And so having one student maybe representing the entire school can be really challenging. So sure. we had to find a way that there was a way to kind of filter and categorize and really have a good experience that people could find people in the programs currently 
person that could give honest feedback about how it's going, but in that specific focus area. Huh. Um, and so uh, we had, we did have something on our website. It was um, somewhat similar to, you know, a student profile and way to like an email connection and things like that. Um, but we wanted to kind of grow it because I, I like that we had this opportunity there, but through kind of a website update and things like that, we knew that this um, platform just wouldn't be working. It was um, more of a homegrown system that we had. And so we were really looking for something that could help support what our kind of goal and mission was with our ambassador program. But I also wanted to create a sense of community too for the ambassadors that were going to be part of it, right? Huh. So while we're not an undergraduate program that most of our students are going to be there for four years, most of our graduate programs are one, two, or for our doctoral programs are going to be four plus years, you know, depending on how long it takes. Um, but so I wanted to really kind of create something that would have this like sense of community among our ambassadors too. And so I really like the idea um, of the Unibody platform because it really provided that um, there is a way for students to kind of give a little bit of their story hmm. so that students, as they were kind of exploring our site, could you know, explore our programs, but then kind of look into some of the students that are currently in there and really kind of identify um, something that I know um, as we kind of focus on, you know, Gen Z students, so they really wanted to know sort of, you know, how someone maybe like them gets into a program or kind of where, you know, where they can kind of fit in and, and their, you know, where their sort of student journey can start. Yeah. And so by kind of having the filtering system of countries, that's a really helpful kind of start. Um, so they can kind of say, especially we have about a third of our student population is international. So knowing that a student from your country is there um, is really helpful because, yeah. you know, I was talking with one of our international students the other day and just knowing where a grocery store that has food that, you know, <laughs> is from your yeah. home area is really important. And that's such a small part, but it really is such a big part of our, our student satisfaction, right? If like they're not really satisfied with kind of, overall field or you know wellness things like that they're not going to be doing well in the program and yeah. so having that kind of support right from the beginning of someone that is going through the program and can give you some real um, advice can be helpful um, and another nice part too and this is more i think the ambassadors kind of see this is that they can um they're having conversations and as an administrator i'm not able to kind of see like exactly who they're talking to and things like that. And something that's helpful with that is kind of having these authentic conversations, really being able to uh, talk directly and give the honest feedback. And that's when we kind of uh, recruit for our ambassadors. That's one of the biggest things I really strive for is really having these authentic conversations. I can certainly talk all day about how great the school is. And I truly do feel that way um, about uh, the programs and the research and the work that happens. But having that chance for prospective students to say, well, how are classes? Or yeah. how did you adjust to a system that's eight weeks versus a full you know, term system and things like that? Yeah. So having providing this sort of um, opportunity, I think is really helpful for our students um, as they're exploring our programs. Hey everybody, it's Zach from Enrollify here. So it's that time of year when your favorite brands release the best deals on your favorite products. And for the very first time, Enrollify is joining the party. So between now and the end of the year, you can get 50% off any Enrollify cohort or master course. Want to learn more about how to leverage SEO for student recruitment? We've got a cohort on just that, led by the SEO wizards at DD Agency. 
Or are you ready to learn more about how schools are leveraging TikTok? Enroll in our self-paced TikTok strategy for higher ed cohort. Or perhaps you are finally ready to join 550 other higher ed marketers in enrolling in Terry Flannery's master course on how to market a university. Use the discount code EOY50, that's EOY as in end of year, 50, for any of our asynchronous cohorts, or EOY as in end of year, for our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery between now and 12-31-22 to receive 50% off. You can learn more at enrollify.org. Happy holidays, everybody. So you've got you've got about three thousand students in the in the programs. How many ambassadors, roughly, do you have at at any given time? Yeah, so we have about a hundred, which okay. is a wow. huge shout out to our students because we are a fully vo volunteer based program. Um, because we're also a hundred, so it's really hard to be able to um, pro provide financial support sure. for all one hundred students. Um, so currently, it is a fully volunteer based program. This started. Um, Summit during the pandemic. So it was also a fully virtual experience too that our ambassadors are having. So they're, they were just going through the ambassador platform. That was sort of the only sort of part of the ambassador program that we had. Um, and that was, again, this good opportunity, especially during a time when you were just trying to make connections um, to be able to connect um, directly with students, especially, you know, I talked before about that kind of on-campus visit. You know, we, we didn't have that. We couldn't provide that for our students. And so at least kind of having this kind of connection of um, talking one-on-one -on -one, um, with our prospective student or with our current students was really helpful, yeah. um, I think, for our prospective students. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an incredible uh, number of, of students, actually, that are, that yeah. are especially especially since it's not a paid capacity, um, which is which is wonderful and probably just a real testament, actually, to the community that you all have built within the context of the program, right, for students to be willing, especially, you know, primarily adult students who probably have other things in their lives going on to, to be willing to dedicate time to to service um, prospective students and, and answer their questions, which is which is great. One of the things I love about student ambassador programs and especially platforms like like Unibuddy is really you uh, are equipped with a ton of data, right? Like and lots of insight around like, okay, what are the kinds of questions that students are asking, right? How many uh, how many students are asking the same kinds of questions, right? What is the nuance that exists in these questions, et cetera? And a lot of that insight, right, while like incredibly interesting, um, is is sometimes hard to figure out. Okay, right, what do we do with this, right? Like, how, how do how do we take these insights, these questions that are being asked and answered, and how do we use that to sort of like inform our our messaging? Should we change our social ad strategy in light of what you know this particular segment of international students are saying? Should we be running these other kinds of email marketing campaigns, et cetera? So I, I'd be curious um, for you to talk about how you and your team make sense of the data that's kind of garnered through through the Unibody platform. And then also, like, if you guys share this with the marketing team and whatnot, like, what, what sort of collaboration um, might, might be happening to help other important strategic units on campus make sense of, of this data to be able to do, you know, their jobs better and to be able to, you know, more effectively recruit the, the right fit students? Yeah, um, so the way that we kind of have really used this data, and now we're only about a full year in at this point, I think we started and really officially kicked off last September, so September 2021. Um, so we've been kind of 
slowly kind of looking at some of the data, looking at some conversations that are happening. I really like kind of that insights um, platform that we're able to kind of look at. It really kind of reflects um, sort of where students are coming from. So that's a huge part of kind of our, some of our marketing efforts is kind of thinking about gaps. Like, mm. are there certain countries that we're just not reaching or are there certain conversations that we're just not having within some of our email content or um, or even just some, some of our general messaging? Huge question, right? Um, you mentioned these are a lot of adult students. So they've come from other programs already. Some have gone yeah. through obviously undergraduate programs, but some have already completed other master's programs. So a financial piece is a huge question that is kind of a constant chatter among um, students, as, especially as they're you know fully considering after they've been admitted financial aid packages. And so that's something that we've tried to adjust as far as some of our messaging is really kind of adding that earlier on into the conversation. Hmm. Like, because something that you know we've discovered with kind of talking with students is that sometimes they'll like shut us down before even applying because they think I'm never going to be able to afford it, which yeah. is also also an important piece. Now, yes, it's a it certainly is a you know uh, you know have to consider that, and I think that's an important piece. It's something that I talk very honestly with students, like if they've done multiple graduate programs, really consider whether this will kind of help you know, fill any pieces that they're missing in their academic journey. And if not, maybe there there's other ways that maybe work for a while and then have you know, yeah. come back and things like that. Um, but there have been these good kind of open conversations that have been happening. Where have you found some financial support or what resources did you use on campus and things like that? And so some of that, again, we're trying to add to some of our marketing and communication pieces as yeah. we're having those kind of early conversations. Um, some of the uh, virtual information sessions that I provide for our students, I've tried to be conscious of some of the conversations that come out of um, that are just questions yeah. as well. So those are some areas that we've tried to kind of implement some of that um, in um, somewhat of a real-time um, approach. Um, and then just kind of thinking too, um, as far as kind of working with our marketing team, um, we've we've explored the um, content piece a little bit through Unibuddy. So the blog um, feature is trying to be um, very much like um, student focused. Mm. And so we've had some uh, to kind of drive some attention um, to the blog we've had, like our social media team um, will feature some student stories and kind of say like, check out the latest blog feature and things like that. So those are some ways that we're exploring. I actually just met last week with um, our student ambassador who kind of took the lead last year and then working with a couple of students this year on kind of some features that we want to have. I would imagine that every once in a while you're like sorting through conversations and you realize oh, wow, I had no idea we had this resource on campus or, oh, who knew like that there was this financial aid opportunity that existed? Like how often uh, are you guys surprised by what students are telling other students about what your university or your program offers? Yeah, I would say our students are being incredibly resourceful because, you know, <laughs> I kind of framed it like, you know, when they start asking questions about like, you know, on, you know, how to apply and particular things like that, just send them our way. Yeah. But I've like seen, and I try to tell them, like, I really am not trying to like monitor conversations, but again, more just so I can kind of have an idea of kind of what's kind of happening. But when they're, they approach, they're like, you know, so-and-so had a question about this. I wasn't sure how to approach them. Like, you can answer it or you can send it <laughs> to me. They're like, no, no, I, I responded and we're setting up a chat next week to talk about it. So it's really just wonderful to just see that they are not just kind of like, you know, taking the time, two seconds to respond to like, yep, it's been a great yeah. opportunity, but really having 
authentic um, in-person opportunities sometimes yeah. on campus if they're in the area or really kind of having the opportunities to um, just have good quality conversations. Yeah. Nina, I want to bring you in um, because you and your team have the ability to kind of see and, and understand sort of the, like, the larger narrative surrounding student ambassador programs and how they're working at uh, a variety of schools. I'd love to hear from your perspective when it comes to student ambassador programs what what do the most successful programs do and then and then what are some of the things that maybe some of the more least successful ones kind of fail to do you and i have talked about in previous episodes how different students needs are and so what really great ambassador programs like johns hopkins does is effectively showcase the diversity of a university's campus right um students are looking for that sense of belonging and they want to be able to see in the current students reflected kind of their own diversity and so that ends up being a really important success factor to uh, ambassador programs I think it's also balancing that with ensuring that you're you're demonstrating your school's uniqueness, you know, your individualness, your differentiation, um, and students who have a passion for what they are learning there. So huge opportunity to recruit kind of the, those students who really get that and embody that. Um, I also think that really great administrative teams uh, trust their ambassadors, right? Um, it's a different sort of marketing channel yeah. to leverage your student voice, right? Um, but they are your best advocates. Um, and so if you can move past the control issues uh, that we have around the marketing message, sometimes uh, your your students can be your, your biggest advocates and can really sell the value proposition of the school. Yeah. Um, I also think that really good ambassador programs are made up of students who've been really well-trained, not just to be able to answer the questions, the myriad questions that they will get from, from different students, but also know when to say, you know what, I, I got to pass the baton for <laughs> it. I'm not sure. Um, and, and I need someone else to be able to address this. So, and training them, you know, and then finally, I think, the best programs support their ambassadors with the right tools to be able to scale their impact and and leverage that impact across the entire funnel. Whether that may mean leveraging ambassadors at the very top of the funnel when you're trying to win students' attention, um, and that fight is a tough fight for attention, um, all the way through to when you want to move students from admitted to enrolled students. Mm. And and the the creative teams like Lauren's are thinking about how can we leverage that student voice at every point along the journey. Um, Zach, you also asked about unsuccessful programs. I mean, I think the typical themes that we hear are you either hire too few or too many ambassadors. Mm. Um, So it's not right sized for the volume of questions that you're going to get or the type of engagement that you want to be able to foster. Um, You know, and as a consequence, your ambassadors can either get too overwhelmed or kind of disengage because there isn't enough kind of momentum around the volume of questions they're getting. Um, I also think it's important to make sure that ambassadors understand that their role is critical in the admissions process and that their work is really valued. I mean, especially if you've got, you know, a volunteer force like Lauren has, just making sure that they understand the value that they're delivering and making that as tangible as possible. Sometimes um, admissions teams kind of miss that opportunity. 
Um, and finally, I think missing the opportunity to keep ambassadors engaged and learning and growing. They're still going through their undergraduate experience. And so they want this to be a stepping stone or a line on their resume that really demonstrates a skill set. Sure. And so giving them those learning opportunities is is huge. Yeah, those those are those are all great points. Um I, I'm struck specifically, Nina, by your remarks on using ambassadors throughout the entire enrollment journey, um, and and so a question to to you, Lauren, like where where have you and your team found student ambassadors to be kind of like most helpful? Is it is it really in like prospect generation? Is it after the point of like formal inquiry? Is it after they've registered for an open house? Is it once they've actually applied and now they're just trying to decide whether or not um, you know it's it's your program or the program down the street? How, where have you found um, your ambassadors to be to be most helpful? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, we are only kind of one year um, into the program, but I would say, um, as far as um, through this platform, I would say definitely seeing upticks uh, in kind of the February March timeframe when our admitted student activities were happening. Hmm. This was also when we were kind of starting to bring students back to campus. Um, and so um, we had opportunities for some meet and greets with um, some of our ambassadors. So they provided tours and things like that. So there are different, you know, they can kind of like sign up for what you want to do. You can just be an ambassador on Unibuddy or you can kind of um, participate in different levels um, of the ambassador program. And so we've had um, students that have participated with those activities. Definitely seeing uptick in conversations, though, um, during kind of that time frame when decisions were made. And then yeah. April 15th is typically the decision time uh, timeline for um, students to make their decision. So definitely seeing also certain uptick in conversations. Then I kind of let students know, especially those that were starting to sign up in the kind of May, June time frame. It might be a little bit slow over the summer, but come September, <laughs> get ready. You're going to be kind of balancing classes, but also balancing conversations. <laughs> And I definitely have seen, again, sort of this uptick. We just had our on-campus open house a couple oh, nice. weeks ago. So, so saw some flow there. And then we're getting ready this week to have a virtual open house. And so I tried during some of these different sessions also to kind of highlight the ambassador program uh, to say, like, if you want to kind of connect, certainly you're connecting today to our different programs, but connect further in conversation with our ambassadors to check in there. And so um, they've also participated in different virtual sessions that we provide. So during our spring um, time where again, decisions are being made, we'll have a series of conversations surrounding those like top questions, right? Like yeah. financial aid, uh, where do I find housing in Baltimore? You know, what is it like to move to Baltimore? Th those types of conversations. So we'll have our student panels on them. And over the last year, I've tried to include our ambassadors part of that. So try to reach out to them first. And if then we need some additional support, we'll reach out to some other additional students as well that might not have the capacity to be in the ambassador program, but yeah. just want to provide some one-time support. Um, and so I, we've been able to kind of have them part of some of those conversations, which again, um, I can talk about living in Baltimore, but not being maybe a student at our particular program uh, and also kind of finding housing and things like that. So it's really, again, helpful to have that um, student perspective. I, I would imagine that, you know, you, you want, especially before you're making this kind of final purchasing decision, right? You, you, you want feedback from 
yeah, the core customer, right? Which is which is which is the students that are currently in the program, right? You want active customers, right? You want to understand like, all right, what do people that are using, right, benefiting from the product right now, actually, what do they actually think about it? And then I, what I'm also thinking about, like, if, if I were to put myself in a perspective, if I were to consider a graduate program right now, I think I'd want to know at the very front end, the 100 student ambassadors. I feel like before I inquired, I'd want to understand, do students like the program? And then I probably wouldn't actually reach out to a student until later down like my my journey i, I probably maybe maybe i'd like want to see that there was an active student ambassador force right um and showing off like the faces of your hundred ambassadors could be a really cool marketing campaign but but in all in all likelihood i i probably wouldn't start a conversation until i was you know more serious about the uh, the program now again maybe that's a little bit different at the undergraduate level right um but at the graduate level i think that that's um that that makes a lot of sense where i'd be more active you'd see more activity more engagement once I'm a little bit for I've gotten my basic questions answered, right? I understand roughly the program requirements. I've maybe, you know, watched a couple videos with faculty members. I know who I might want to be my faculty mentor. I, I might know some of that, at least the broad strokes of that. My next question for is for both of you, actually. Anita, why don't you kick us off here? One of the things that I've found to be true as I've talked to folks all across the educational spectrum about student ambassador programs is that there seems to be this common like narrative around like, oh, we just wish we had more resources to do this better, right? Whether it's, we wish we had resources to pay students. We wish we had resources. I want to give you guys a little challenge here. And uh, if you were given unlimited resources, right, and the ability to build a student ambassador program, you know, from from scratch, how how would you at, at least go about starting to do so? And again, Nina, we'll, we'll start with you. That's a fun one. I think that, you know, what we've learned from our research is that students want to be reached where they are, right? So, um, and and while the medium doesn't matter and the message matters more, you want a frictionless way to be able to reach students. And so in an ideal world, your ambassadors are meeting them everywhere they are. Mm. Um, and sure, we've got, you know, on-campus events and we've got sure Unibody, um, which, you know, allows you to be able to connect digitally. Um, but, you know, what about social media? Um, what what about um, in high schools? What about, you know, it, it, around the dinner table? Like, how do we actually think about infusing that authentic voice from the get-go? Like you just said, Zach, um, often you may not think to reach out to someone from that institution until you've made a short list and yeah. you said, okay, now I really want to be able to get to know this. But what if, what if you were actually leveraging your ambassadors further up the funnel in more of a, uh, push rather than a pull. Hmm. Um, and, and that to me, if, if resources were unlimited, that's where I, I would think about focusing. Um, and, and the other area that I would focus on, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, what can we do to kind of break free of, I would say the rigid norms that are the ways that traditional higher ed communicates with hmm. students? Um, how can we mix up the message? How can we actually uh, have a little fun with it, um, you know, and actually ensure that we're communicating authentically, of course, um, that we understand Gen Z students. So that those would be the two areas that I probably focus on. Love it. Love it. Um, all right, Lauren, you're in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I was like jotting down something, but <laughs> I put on the the bucket list, right? Um. So um. So 
certainly like the first thing, of course, as you mentioned, is just like having more resources for our student ambassadors. Um, I think, you know, touched on a really important part before is really kind of making sure that they understand the importance and the value that we're putting on them. Yeah. And so if I had the chance and um, that we could provide funding resources for all of our um, ambassadors coming in and really all of our students, right? I think, you know, something too that I would really like to kind of see is just um, having more sort of content about our ambassadors. So we uh, certainly we have their profiles on their on our um, site, like through Unibody, and so it's right there and they can connect. But maybe working with our um, marketing team a little bit more on a video features and, and things like that to really kind of highlight right from the beginning so you can kind of tap into someone so that, you know, like you were saying, Zach, may not necessarily reach out to someone in the beginning, but if like maybe it was highlighted a little bit more through some of the communications efforts that we're doing yeah. to really kind of talk about, you know, your experience. How how did Zach come into our school of public health? Really what what kind of drew him there and things like that. And certainly that can be on our website, but having a little bit more of these stories driven through different platforms through our, our social social media content. Um, certainly I think that um, adds a different staff member to our office as well. Um, we have a great marketing team, but I think having someone kind of focused on some of that um, effort. Uh, so that would be somewhere where I would like to kind of grow um, some of just the highlights and features of our students. Um, and then uh, also kind of working with them too on, um, uh, you talked about uh, some of the support efforts that we can have. So some things that I want to make sure that they have are again, some of those like different uh, resources. So really being able to have an understanding of our program, have mm. a, so really kind of developing again, sort of uh, different um, training uh, through professional development, a, you know, a huge part of the work that they're doing is, you know, creating their uh, career uh, focuses within our school, but also having some of these soft skill sets too. And so being able to kind of use this as a way to kind of gain skill sets would yeah. be really great. So, so I'm really hoping that this is something that they can use to not only be something fun that they maybe did as a graduate student while they were also trying to balance you know, 20 plus credits a, a term, but really having the chance to use this as a, this was something that was really a critical piece of my professional growth um, at the school. Yeah, Nina and I were talking on a previous episode about how, you know, in, in essence, these are sales and marketing roles, right? Like being as a Unibody ambassador uh, for your particular college or university or program, you know, that that is building your skill set as a prospective sales or marketing professional. And not everyone who's a, these skill sets absolutely should be something that folks can easily find a way to package and put on a resume. And I think that that, to your point, Lauren, which I, I love, that should that onus should be on the university or the, the the head of the program within the context of the institution to find a way to make that packaging easy for folks, like to be able to slap on you know their LinkedIn or their their resume or what have you. I you know we were even entertaining. Hey, maybe there's a day where there's some sort of like commission structure or there's some sort of ability for folks to you know get a rebate, uh, so to speak, on the cost of the program for every new student that they bring in and and whatnot. So. I'm sure I'm sure folks are testing some of that stuff out um, already, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how that how that uh, continues to grow, especially in an era where higher ed staffing is is a little bit more um, uh, turbulent than it than it has been in previous eras, and how many teams are understaffed and under resourced, and this is a, an opportunity to do something maybe a little bit fun and a little bit more different. Um, so we'll see. If anyone's again, is it, if anyone, I think I said this last time, Nina, but if anyone's listening to this and does this right now, I'd love to talk to you. A couple of final questions for for you folks. Um, 
Lauren, when you think about the impact that the Unibody platform has had on your student ambassador program, um, how, how has it helped you and, and your team be more efficient uh, and or effective with the program at all? Because I, I think there's there are folks that are listening to this, right, who have an, a broad strokes understanding of Unibuddy, but I don't know that like it, I don't know that everyone tuning in has a perfect understanding of it. And so some folks might already have student ambassador programs in place, but haven't enabled any sort of technology uh, to, to help make the process of sourcing students, of giving students the, the tools that they need to have these conversations, to have good dialogue. Um, they, haven't, they haven't invested in that yet. So can you just give us a, a, an understanding of how, how Unibody has, has helped you and, and your team become more efficient and effective with your, with your student ambassador program? Yeah, I mean, it really has transformed how we actually operated our ambassador program. Like I said before, we had sort of a listing of our students that were available. We would contact them maybe during uh, open house and really was more kind of generally to the um, student public about, you know, we have a couple of activities happening on campus. Let us know if you're available. Where now we have, you know, buddy that really has provided this structure and kind of more of an organized way of collecting who's interested in participating as an ambassador at our school. And then from there, you know, I mentioned they, there's different ways that they can get involved. So it can be as little as, you know, just answering questions, which again, they're doing far more than I kind of anticipated them doing on the platform um, to then being able to participate in different virtual events participating in on-campus activities and things like that. So it's really been able to be a good way to start a conversation online um, and really create a space for our prospective students to connect um, and really feel part of the student community before they maybe even apply to the program. Hmm. So there's really kind of this opportunity to feel this connection right from the start of exploring our programs and having these students that are there that can kind of give them those insights and that perspective. And so Unibuddy has really provided this opportunity for us to say, our students' stories are really important. We mm. want a way to kind of gather this information and really to have a space where they can share their experiences. Uh, yet last year, I queried our, our ambassadors to say, how did the experience go? Let, let me know honestly how it went because this is our first year going. Should we continue using, you know, like just honest kind of questions? Was it easy to use? You know, things like that. Just so, you know, I could go to our administrator and say like, yes, this is valuable and this is something that we need to continue to have part of our platform. And we had, we had a 25% respond, which is a great response rate, I think, yeah. for students that are, some are graduating and some are that are, you know, continuing on with some f fun summer activities. Um, and the large part of the um, sort of um, qualitative response that I received was that this gave me the opportunity to tell my story. Mm. And I was like, just blown away by that response because I thought, oh, this is just a nice way for them to kind of participate. But it was really just, just kind of, I was able to share how I got to where I am. And that was really important to me because maybe there was someone along their way that kind of helped them with that. And so that's been a really important piece of the Unibody platform for us. I'm sure uh, Nina and the team would like to package that and just throw that out all over, all over Unibody social channels. So for folks who haven't even started a student ambassador program, right? And they've been hesitant to do so for lack of resources or lack of know-how, whatever it might be, any, any kind of just couple tidbits of advice or uh, words of encouragement for folks around why why having a program 
to begin with is is important, especially in, you know, 2022. Yeah, um, so I think kind of thinking, kind of taking a step back, thinking about being a student right now and kind of all the different challenges they might be facing or different opportunities they may have, right? Like we're reading, <laughs> I think I get every day, I get some news article that's coming out that students are really questioning college and yeah. questioning further education and things like that. And so really having something at a space that says like, yes, this is a value program. This is what it's providing me and things like that. Um, so um, having an ambassador program is can be really important in that perspective. And so from there, you know, it can be sort of, you know, starting small, kind of figuring out, okay, what's my capacity, what's my personal capacity and the work projects that I'm doing right now to, to bring on um, a group of ambassadors. Is that something that I can handle or is that something that I might have to outsource to another, another team member or something like that? And sort of seeing the gaps too of what uh, what's needed in the overall admissions office support. Uh, is it, you know, is it a full ambassador program that we need? Is it student features that we need? What can really kind of uh, get us to where we need to be? And I think an ambassador program definitely can um, help address many of those um, questions. Um, but I think it's kind of having those sort of internal conversations um, with your team. If sometimes I know it can be a team of one. I know for sometimes <laughs> several months it does seem like it can be a team of one so you might be having these internal conversations literally with one person um <laughs> or um you know having it with others um and and different perspectives too tapping into maybe your departments or different concentrations programs whatever um, i know everyone kind of has different graduate and undergraduate program experiences but you know seeing what is kind of needed across some of those and where maybe some of the, you know, starting off with maybe piloting it with the kind of higher need programs, right? We have programs at our school that we're like, okay, this is really where we want to focus some of the attention. Yeah. And so maybe starting there and then kind of growing the program from there. Yeah, I, I love that last uh, bit of advice too, especially because it can be overwhelming, especially if you're representing, you know, all undergraduate programs and or all graduate programs knowing where to start can be uh, wonderfully, uh, wonderfully overwhelming. And I think that another another place folks could could consider starting is like, okay, where are you most understaffed or under resourced? Like, where's your program coordinator who has like the least amount of time, right? And is like drowning right now. And what would it look like to build a, you know, a, a small kind of niche student ambassador program around them, right? Um, so this is this has been wonderful, Lauren. I, I really appreciate your time, Nina. Really, really appreciate your time. I know that, Nina, we didn't get to hear from you as much this episode. But if you want to hear more from Nina, we talk at length um, over uh, uh, the previous three episodes. So you can scroll down to the show notes below. And again, this is episode four in a special Unibody and Enrollify podcast series. So in the show notes, you'll have all four episodes linked. You'll also be able to connect with Nina, the Unibody team, and Lauren. Lauren, if you don't mind, we'll drop your social uh, handles or and or your email address in the show notes. So folks have questions or want to get in touch to just pick your brain a little bit about uh, how you've developed your own program and get some good ideas for how they might further develop theirs, they can do so. But uh, ladies, really, Absolutely. really appreciate your time. Thank you for carving out uh, 47 and a half minutes to, to be with me today. Thanks so much, Zach. Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below.
Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.